Welcome. You have entered the realm of 1111 Talk Radio. Your host is Simron. It's time to discover your own language with the universe. Empower yourself. Broaden your mind. Open your heart and discover who you are. Now, here's your host, Simron. Welcome to another fascinating conversation on 1111 Talk Radio. I am happy to have you here and thrilled to share another wonderful author and their work with you. But before we do, I want to talk a little bit about Jupiter going into Pisces. Hopefully you are feeling that shift and feeling more of the heart opening and openness and the inspiration that is starting to come in. Hopefully you are also gaining some of the optimism that is in the air. Take advantage of this time, and particularly as we move into a super full moon next week, a flower moon. It is a wonderful opportunity to close out on some things and to open up into a new way of being, perhaps a new place, a new place that you want to live or move to, or a new career that you want to change to. And all of these things can be affected Uh, not just by what is going on externally in your world, but they can be affected or can affect what is going on inside of you. Today we are talking about chakra healing therapy. It is a a wonderful in-depth guide for working with the chakras by Glenn Park, and she draws on decades of experience as a chakra therapist to explain how they can be understood and are an embodied map of the psyche, with each one representing a different stage of development from infancy to childhood through adulthood. So I think you're going to find this quite fascinating. Our chakras are working together in different ways all of the time, creating a unique life experience physically, psychologically, psychically, and spiritually. The more we're able to appreciate and nourish our life-supporting inner animal, our happiness-seeking inner child, our identity-oriented young adult, our loving witness, our creative communicator and thinker, and the solar and lunar influences playing on each chakra, giving us the potential to access our divine beingness, the more we will flourish physically, psychologically, and spiritually. Each of those areas relate to one of your chakras. And this begins with the transition to the heart chakra consciousness and beyond. Culturally developing our heart chakra consciousness is the next evolutionary stage in the journey of humanity. Slowly we evolve, and slowly not without blips and regressions, that evolution changes the world we live in. This is from Glenn Park's book, Chakra Healing Therapy, Awaking Spiritual Energies and Heal Emotional Wounds. Glenn Park has taught workshops in the Alexander Technique and Chakra Therapy for more than 30 years in Europe, the United States, Australia, and Japan. She has also presented at conferences for the Alexander Technique International and Society of Teachers of the Alexander Technique. She is the author of The Art of Changing and this new book, Chakra Healing Therapy. Welcome, Glenn, to 1111 Talk Radio. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. It's a pleasure to be here. I think that one of the interesting pieces as I moved through your book was the tie-in to the Alexander Technique and how that supports specifically the root chakra, but also in allowing that pause during the day and in, in, in doing like the supine pose or certain things that we really do support our energetic body, which then supports our psychological mindset and our life. Can you talk first a little bit about 
the Alexander Technique, what it is, how it ties in with the chakras, and um, give people an understanding of that so that we then move into the chakra system. Yes, yes, of course. So the Alexander Technique is is a technique that um, was created by an Australian um, at the turn of the of the twentieth century, um, and he found principles of movement that help us to be more fully embodied, but but also not to get into trouble in and into problems with our body. So Alexander teaches teach these principles of movement that, um, but as well they teach them both by teaching the principles like a teacher, but also they do a kind of healing work as well because we work with our hands. We put our hands on the body and bring the musculature into balance in places where it's too tense or too collapsed. Um, people come to us with problems like backache or neckache, or they come to us because they want to improve the way they play the piano or play a musical instrument. A lot of actors learn the Alexander Technique. It helps them in their movement and embodying character. Um, uh, Olympic athletes can work with the Alexander Technique. We've, there are two Olympic rowers that have worked with the Alexander Technique. And actually, if you watch the rowing team that they're in, you can see the difference in the movements of the two rowers who have have learnt these principles that their, their backs are much look much stronger um, so so we teach this very basic uh, way of looking after our bodies so that we don't get into trouble with them and ways of using our bodies in demanding ways so that's yeah that's the beginning of the <laughs> uh, and and you wanted me to say how that relates to the chakras yeah yes um, yeah so i trained in the Alexander Technique um, many, many years ago and was really enjoying teaching it. But I found that this, this healing aspect of the work sometimes caused people to have to cry, you know, to have an, the, the, as the muscles released, the, the, the person would experience something quite moving. Sometimes they'd have an emotional memory of a trauma or something difficult that had happened that had made them tense up. And so I realized I had to work at more than this purely physical level. Um, and that's when I started to bring the chakras into my work. I had already trained in the chakras, actually, because um, during my training as an Alexander teacher, I'd become very psychically open. I'd begun to see auras. I'd begun to pick up both negative and positive things from other people. And I'd been advised to, to train so that I could understand this psychic development that was going on in me. So I'd already learned how to read the chakras as a clairvoyant, as a, as a psychic. And um, so I thought I need to bring this into my work because this brings a psychological aspect into this work that I'm doing with the body. And that's how my work evolved. So well, I, I think, think that that's, I think yeah. that's the interesting piece of your work because so often when individuals talk about the chakras, they, they strictly speak to them from an energetic 
place or the relation of what it is to life, but to then tie in how that is affected or affects the mindset and our psychology or how we have been shifted in our mindset or psychology uh, because of that brings a whole different way of weaving things together. Yes. And, And many people don't realize that we carry so much emotion in the body and that things are going to be triggered as we open up ourselves and our muscles and in different uh, parts of ourselves that we have this opportunity to have release. So talk a little bit about the psychological tie-in that is really the weaving thread. And Yes. Would you like me to give an example? of? Um, I of think that would be a client. great idea. Yes, yes, I think that would be great. So I had a client who came to see me. He was a lovely man um, who had in his lower back, the vertebrae had not developed properly. They were kind of very squashed together. And as a result of that, he was very short in stature. He was much shorter than an average male. Um, although he was broad-shouldered, he didn't, you didn't get the feeling he would have been shorter if he'd not had this problem. And he came for Alexander lessons because he, he felt quite a lot of discomfort in his lower back from this, this problem with the vertebrae. And I was working away on that he was lying on the table. I had one hand under his lumbar spine and one hand on top where these vertebrae were squashed. And um, he suddenly had a memory. And he said, oh, goodness, I remember when I was a child, my grandfather took me to the playground and I went on the slide and fell off a very tall slide. And I was really shocked and upset. Now, his grandfather was an an old-fashioned British man, and he said to this little boy, get up that slide and slide down it again and stop crying. And so instead of comforting this little boy, he was forced to go back up the slide, terrified, and slide down again. And, And he said, I'm sure that's what caused this problem with my back. He was convinced that memory had arisen out of me working on it. So I said, well, let's work with your chakras then. So we started to look at his childhood and how he had had to repress his emotions as a child and be this stiff upper lip British person. And and as we worked with that, the flow increased through the chakras, the energy system improved and the vertebrae the, the muscles around the vertebrae softened and he he was out he could come out of discomfort he was able to maintain a much more comfortable posture so um that's that's an example where i had to move from working at an alexander technique level to working with the chakras i could give different examples if you like that's a wonderful example. I, I think some more would be would be beautiful, but I'd like for you to first talk a little bit about the tie-in between the age stages and the different chakras. Yes, sure. So, um, I mean, the, the, the wonderful thing about the chakras is that they're, they're a whole-bodied way of understanding consciousness. Um, and, and we live in a culture that assumes that consciousness just comes from the brain and and then it treats the body like a machine that doesn't have any consciousness and although we know there are links between consciousness and the brain 
it's it's just not good enough. It's not good enough scientifically anymore because we now know that we've not just got a brain in our heads, but we've got a brain in the hearts and in the guts. And and so we've got lots of neural cells in the heart, which is where the heart chakra is. And also the heart produces um, oxytocin, which is the love hormone, the bonding hormone. And then in the digestive system, we've got 500 million neural cells woven into our intestines. And the hormone, one of the main hormones the digestive system produces is over 95% of our serotonin, which is our feel-good hormone. So if I now look at the chakras, you'll be able to see how the science and the chakras mix. The first chakra, the base chakra, is at the tip of the coccyx at the bottom, and this is our grounding chakra, and it's, it's dominant. In, when we're in the womb, a fetus in the womb at birth or in the first year or two of life. Um, it's our instinctual consciousness focused on keeping us alive. And it continues as an instinctual animal keeping us alive through the whole of our lives. So this is our inner animal. The, the Sanskrit word for this chakra is root support. It keeps us connected to the earth. It keeps us grounded. So that's our, that's our root chakra. And then as childhood, you know, as the, as the little baby turns into a toddler and an infant, the child chakra develops. That's the sacral chakra at the top of the sacrum. And the emphasis then is that child wants to be happy, wants to feel good, wants to feel loved, wants to feel they belong to the family, wants to explore this exciting world. That's the chakra where all that serotonin is being produced, that feel-good hormone. So the, the sacral chakra is our inner child, and it's linked to the limbic system of the brain as well as the gut brain, the enteric nervous system, the limbic system is very emotional and neuroscientists will say it's very dominant in childhood, that emotional side of our personality. So that's the, that's the second chakra and throughout life we need to take care of that inner child. It, it, we need to allow times when we just allow ourselves to have good, pleasurable, simple experiences. It's very sensual really interested you know how what young children are like they want to touch taste smell move they just want to explore the whole world with their senses so that's the sacral chakra then that's dominant in childhood and then in young adulthood in adolescence it starts to shift into the solar plexus chakra which is linked to the solar plexus area of the body and um the motivation changes then because at this period in life, again, looking at the neuroscience, there's a huge shift in the, in the prefrontal cortex of the brain. It becomes much more efficient and there's a lot more thinking starts to happen um, in this period of life, in the adolescence. Um, the solar plexus chakra is where we no longer are involved in instant gratification, but more delayed gratification. We're studying for exams or we're learning skills. We're trying to decide what kind of an adult we want to become. Um, 
so so that's the solar plexus chakra i call that our inner young adult and one of the things that happens because thinking is so developed during the adolescent teenage years this is where we develop our inner judges and one of the things that can really go wrong with the solar plexus chakra is that we develop a very harsh inner critic and start to judge ourselves very harshly it's where we want to be building confidence we want to be building self-esteem and sometimes we develop an inner especially if we've had very critical parents we'll develop an inner critic that's very harsh and judges us unkindly. So one of the ways I would work with this chakra is to build a strong inner champion to balance that inner critic. And similarly with the childhood chakra, there can be lots of woundedness. We don't all have supremely happy childhood. So the sacral chakra gets programmed during childhood and we may have to learn to heal those wounds as we go through our lives. I'll have you pause right there, Glenn, as we uh, break for a commercial. The chakras were first described in ancient Hindu teachings, which go back as early as the 3rd millennium BCE, and they became a central part of the tantric spiritual traditions that developed from Hindu philosophy during the 2nd century. In Hindu theory, the chakras were generally linked with the practice of yoga, a system of physio-psycho-spiritual development designed to enable a person to move into higher states of consciousness. Yoga is a Sanskrit word meaning to yoke or to unite, and traditionally it is seen as the process of yoking the earthbound self to its divine nature, thus spiritualizing the whole self. It involves meditation and other spiritual practices, in addition to the postural exercises that are popular here in the West. This is from Glenn Park's book, Chakra Healing Therapy, Awaken Spiritual Energies and Heal Emotional Wounds. In this system of chakra therapy, uh, she integrates healing touch with guided chakra visualizations, offering practical exercises to nourish and balance each chakra so it can be integrated and in harmony with the entire chakra system. Glenn explores how to work with the heart chakra for deep transformation and self-healing, including healing emotional wounds from childhood and enabling the psychic and spiritual levels of the throat and eye chakras to develop with the potential of opening to the divine realm of the crown chakra. She shares case studies from her chakra healing therapy practice, and she shows how we gain a richer understanding of ourselves, both mentally and physically, by working with the chakras, opening ourselves to the potential for deep soul growth and transformation. You can find out more about Glenn Park and her work, in addition to her other book, The Art of Changing, at her website, glennpark.uk. That's glennpark.uk. You can also find that link in the bio description for the guest. Once again, we are talking about the book Chakra Healing Therapy with Glenn Park, and we'll be right back after these messages. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 
111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today, www.1111mag.com. 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. Do you want more, more joy, more abundance, more power and presence? How would it feel to have more loving relationships, more empowered community, greater fulfillment and life purpose? The 1111 Mastermind Community inspires, empowers, guides and supports transformation. Shift your mind, expand your heart, deepen insights, let go and chart a new course, dream a new dream. The 1111 Mastermind Community is an online portal for personal transformation and soulful expansion. Go to courses.1111mag.com. That's courses.1111mag.com. Change begins with you. Let it be simple, convenient, and transformative. The time is now. Step through the 1111 Gateway. Courses.1111mag.com. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. Simron is an award-winning author, publisher of 1111 Magazine, powerful speaker of wisdom, and a life mentor. Find out more at imsimron.com. Now, back to 1111 Talk Radio. In this seemingly chaotic and rapidly changing world, it can be difficult to know what is mine to do. Purpose and our direction is often questionable when we are seeking or searching. Do you love to study various spiritual traditions but have been seeking more structure and an open-hearted community? I know that when I began my own spiritual path about 15 years ago, I wanted to learn everything and there was so much out there. And it was uh, a challenge to not go down every rabbit hole that existed. Are you a spiritual nomad who is yearning for an interspiritual community to grow with? Or a sacred activist sensing a deeper calling to be of service to the world? I want to tell you about One Spirit Org. That's the number one, spirit.org forward slash 1111. So you can go to them and discover where is a place that you can gain professional training and credentials to be able to serve and help others from a place of confidence. Are you always that person that others come to confide in? I know I always was. Do you want to expand your skill set and presence to listen and witness others uncover their authentic selves? Do you love helping people discover their inner guidance and want to companion others professionally in a spiritual framework outside of the typical therapy paradigm? Well, I invite you to really explore all of the programs that are offered at onespirit.org forward slash 1111. That's the number one, spirit.org forward slash 1111. 
If you're looking for a more formal exploration of spiritual wisdom traditions to expand your heart beyond the traditions you may have grown up with, it is the perfect place to go. The exploration of spirituality will go deeper in community than when studying on your own. Anyone can buy an ordination online, but through One Spirit's deep transformative training, you can develop the skills and confidence, earn the credentials, and find your spiritual community and companions in this work. You'll find a brave space to live authentically and integrate the many pieces of your spiritual self to show up fully in the world. And you'll come out of the spiritual training feeling equipped and supported, knowing that you can serve wherever you are needed. You will gain valuable experience and develop a practice of creating meaningful change in people's lives through ritual and ceremony, fostering community, sacred listening, and spiritual counseling. Again, that's onespirit.org forward slash 1111, and you will use the number one, uh, both at the beginning and in 1111. Learn and celebrate a rich spectrum of authentic wisdom, traditions, and religions, their diversity as well as their commonalities, and step into your calling, completing this life training, and, and receive the unexpected opportunities that come with that. You can become credentialed by leading interspiritual interfaith institution with nearly 20 years of experience in ordaining and training ministers, counselors, and activists. So get ready and welcome to a thriving community that shares your vision for a better world. To learn more about One Spirit and its professional training programs, go to onespirit.org. That's the number one, spirit.org, forward slash 1111. I'd like to also tell you about another one of our sponsors. If you are looking to increase your happiness or if there is something preventing you from achieving your goals, I want to tell you about BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. They will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com forward slash 11 and spell out the word 11. You can start communicating in under 48 hours. This is not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional counseling done securely online. There is a broad range of expertise available, which may not be locally available in your area. The service is for clients worldwide, and you can log into your account anytime and send a message to your counselor. Again, that's betterhelp.com forward slash 11 for 10% off your first month. In addition, uh, BetterHelp wants to help you start living a happier life today, and they're committed to facilitating a great therapeutic match to make it easy to free and free to change counselors if needed. It is more affordable than traditional offline counseling, and financial aid is available. Visit BetterHelp.com forward slash 11 and spell out 11, and join the over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. My guest today is Glenn Park, and we are talking about chakra healing therapy. This is a way to work with your chakras to heal your emotional wounds and to release physical tensions, explore psychic abilities, and awaken spiritual energies. In this in-depth guide, you will learn how to work with your chakras and experience decades of experience that Glenn Park has had as a chakra therapist to really understand how they are an embodied map of your psyche, and how each chakra represents a different stage of your development. So go to glennpark.uk to find out more about her in addition to her other book, The Art of Changing. Glenn, you were going through the different chakras and explaining how they are associated with our different age stages, and we had gotten to the heart chakra, and I'd love for you to proceed through the rest of them. Great, thank you. Um, Yes, the three lower chakras that I've just gone through they build the separate self. We, we 
we create a personality, an ego, a separate self with the first, second and third chakras. But with the heart chakra, something changes. We go from that more boundaried self, the boundaries start to soften. With the heart chakra, um, it's where we experience much deeper feelings of unconditional love, acceptance, appreciation of beauty, um, of nature, of life. It's where we, where we, our consciousness really expands. And this is actually measurable. The HeartMath Institute measures the electromagnetic field of people. And, they, and if somebody starts to feel feelings of appreciation, of gratitude, of love, the electromagnetic field around our hearts, which spreads about three feet plus, from the body uh, expands and it is where we start to move into a more spiritual side of ourselves. So um, the heart chakra is our inner healer because as we contact these feelings of love and appreciation, we can actually look at our lower chakras and at the wounds that we've experienced as baby, child, young adult and through loving witnessing and compassion, uh, healing can begin. And as we heal, that has a massive effect on the whole energy system. It all expands and there's a lot more energy comes into the body. There are two energy flows in the body, one coming from the earth through the feet chakras up into the legs and the, through the base chakra up through the chakras to the crown. And the other is from above us, down through the crown chakra, I call this the spiritual energy, pouring down through the crown chakra, through the body, into the feet and legs, and into the earth. So uh, at an energy level, we, we connect heaven and earth with our bodies, with these two energy flows flowing through us. And when the heart expands, it opens up to the creative, inspirational energy. There's a lot more of that starts to flow through our system. So this is our inner compassionate witness and healer. And um, it has a huge effect on how, how the rest of our life evolves if we can open and, well, it is open, but get that heart chakra flowing more strongly. Um, in fact, I feel we're at a stage in, in the development of human consciousness where if we're going to solve all the problems of, the environment, of pandemics, of all the major problems of war that we're experiencing around the world, we have to move from, third, from that solar plexus consciousness of a very separate self that's concerned about oneself and how one is to the heart chakra, which is a more global consciousness. It knows that it's part of everything. It's not a separate self. It's connected to nature. It's connected to other human beings. So it's a terribly important chakra, the heart chakra, for the stage of evolution that we are in as a human race. Glenn, I want to stop you for a second and ask you a question. With everything that we've gone through in the last 15 to 18 months, I would imagine that created a lot of destabilization for individuals, which would mean that the chakras would likely end up imbalanced. Or do you think that the opposite happened because we had to be with ourselves and uh, many people were staying home? 
that it caused an opportunity for the chakras to somewhat move back into a natural rhythm because people were with themselves more. Talk about how you view the pandemic and well, how that's yes, affected I, I us. Mean, I think at, in, at an individual basis, it can work either way. I think for some people, they they would withdraw into a very separate self and, and the social distancing is like a statement of the separate self, isn't it? So they, they, there would be, there we have both tendencies going on in this pandemic because the other side of that is that the only solution to this pandemic is to operate globally taking care of everybody on the planet so that this disease does not spread back to you know as we as we vaccinate and try and clear the disease from one country it comes in from another we're only going to solve the problem at a global level so we're being offered both alternatives um and also some people as they go into that quiet inner space because we're social distancing start to think ah oh, well what is the meaning of life what's important about life and what's important about my life so there's a potential for personal evolution and development as a result of not being caught up in the general thrust of life um so i i, I yes i think it's a very interesting challenge that we're being given with this pandemic to stop thinking just in terms the the sacral chakra the second one the childhood chakra is a lot to do with tribal consciousness so if we focus on just our country we are really returning to the sacral chakra if we think we've got to solve this problem for the whole of the globe we're moving up to the heart chakra so in in adulthood all these chakras are working it's just which chakras are prominent and and we need to develop a humanity where the heart chakra is prominent and we can start to see that we won't solve our problems without working for everybody in the world is it possible to to have the upper chakras very open and have the lower chakras uh, somewhat suppressed or imbalanced. Yes, it it is possible. Um, um, it can lead to psychosis, actually, because it's very difficult to separate reality from from what's happening in one's imagination and mind. Um, I, when I work with the chakras, I always start at the grounding of the base chakra because we have to embrace that part of ourselves. I did have a client who I worked with um, who, he was a very nice man. He was a, a spiritual healer. And when, when I started to work with him, um, the first thing that happened was that I said, I said, I'm sorry, but I'm, I can't put my hands on you. I'm, I'm, I'm my, there's something saying, don't touch this person. And he said, you're picking up my the abuse I experienced as a child and when he said that we were both able to move forwards and I was able to work with him and he had developed his upper chakras as as best he could by denying and ignoring the lower chakras and I found that while he had got a lot of energy around the upper part of his body there was a lack of energy in the lower part of his body um uh, it 
it then transpired in the course of working with him that he was gay and he was not able to own that. And and I saw this man a year later and he had come to terms with, he was very pleased at working from the earth upwards to the crown because he'd always worked just the one way. And, and as he managed to really embody those lower chakras and heal them, he was now in a very happy gay relationship with another man. And and so it, it does make a huge difference that we take care of all our chakras. And we don't deny and push away our woundedness of the lower chakras. Another part of, of that's unique in your book that I have not seen in other chakra books is you bring in the correlation of the masculine and feminine as, yes. as part of this pathway. Talk a little bit about that and, and balancing it because there's so much conversation about uh, divine masculine, divine feminine, finding the balance between them, becoming healthy. How can we do that with the chakra system? Well, as well as the chakras, which are located at the center of the spine with a column of, of energy that runs between them, which is called sushumna. There is also a left and right channel of energy in the body. The, the channel on the right side of the body is the solar channel, and the channel on the left side of the body is the lunar channel. And the solar channel is our individual um, separate self. It's where we we, it's where we develop our very separate identity. And the left channel, the lunar channel, is where we develop our relational, our empathic identity, our connected identity. And the, um, these channels were, you know, the, the solar channel was traditionally called the masculine channel and the lunar channel was traditionally the feminine channel. But in the chakra system, we all have both channels and it's important that we bring them into balance through that central channel. Um, I mean, when we talk about work-life balance, we are usually talking about balancing the left and right channels. If I can actually go quickly through, I mean, if, if you think of um, at the base chakra, they're united and then they start to divide. In the sacral chakra, um, I, there's a trans, the transactional and analysis system of understanding our psyches. They would say that in childhood, you, you'll either be a rebellious child or an over-adapted child. So you'll either be the naughty child or the too good child. And uh, the rebellious child would be the solar channel where there's it's you're out there you're individual you're expressing yourself strongly and the overadapted is relational I want to be a good daughter I want to be a good son uh, connected and then going to the solar plexus chakra you get this aspirational achievement consciousness in the solar plexus solar channel and yet a more relational somebody who might want to grow up to be a nurse or a teacher or in some way helping other people that would be the lunar traditionally feminine channel and so we, we have to bring those into balance even in the heart chakra the 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 solar aspect of the heart chakra would be the, the potential for equanimity so whatever happens you you accept it you don't judge good or bad you ju it's all part of the guests that come to the door as Rumi 
the poet Rumi said, welcome every guest, whether it's a nice one or a nasty one. And, and yet the lunar side of the heart chakra is compassion, where you feel deeply the pain and sadness of other people, of problems. And these two need to be in balance in the heart chakra. Same with the throat chakra, which is our creative communicator. You, to be a good communicator, you have to be able to speak clearly in the solar channel and listen clearly in the lunar feminine channel. And with the um, eye chakra, there's been a massive amount of work done. Uh, there's a wonderful book by Ian McGilchrist about the left and right hemispheres of the brain. And, and it's the same pattern. He, he, it's called the master and his emissaries, this. And he argues that we actually should have the lunar channel, the, the right brain, in control and the left brain as the servant or the emissary because the lunar channel sees the big picture. It sees the connected picture. It takes into account emotions, in, intuitions. The, the left brain, the, the solar channel tends to, which controls the right side of the body, by the way, and the left brain controls the left side, so it fits with the channels. Um, I'm going to have you pause right there, Glenn, so we can okay. stop for a break. While the yeah, Alexander sure. Technique specializes in addressing our physical bad habits, chakra healing therapy addresses our psychological bad habits, and working with the two together brings a more holistic approach to self-awareness and change than either technique could achieve on its own. I'd love for you to find out more about Glenn Park by going to glennpark.uk. You can find out about her book, The Art of Changing, as well as the one we're discussing today, Chakra Healing Therapy. We'll be right back after these messages. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today. www.1111mag.com 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. Do you want more, more joy, more abundance, more power and presence? How would it feel to have more loving relationships, more empowered community, greater fulfillment and life purpose? The 1111 Mastermind Community inspires, empowers, guides and supports transformation. Shift your mind, expand your heart, deepen insights, let go and chart a new course, dream a new dream. The 1111 Mastermind Community is an online portal for personal transformation and soulful expansion. Go to courses.1111mag.com. That's courses.1111mag.com. Change begins with you. Let it be simple, convenient, and transformative. The time is now. 
step through the 1111 gateway. Courses.1111mag.com. It's your world. Motivate, change, succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. Simron is an award-winning author, publisher of 1111 Magazine, powerful speaker of wisdom, and a life mentor. Find out more at IamSimron.com. Now, back to 1111 Talk Radio. Glenn Park has taught workshops in the Alexander Technique and Chakra Therapy for more than 30 years in Europe, the United States, Australia, and Japan. She has also presented at numerous conferences, and she is the author of The Art of Changing as well as Chakra Chakra Healing Therapy. You can find out more about her and her work at glennpark.uk. If the majority of individuals in a community have a particular chakra that is very prominent at the psychological level, then the qualities of that chakra will probably be expressed through the culture of that community. That's a really powerful statement. I'd love for you to finish up what you were talking about in regard to the eye chakra and anything else you want to say about the crown chakra, Glenn. But then I would love to dive into how the chakras translate then to a cultural level and a community as opposed to just the individual. Fine, yes, I'll, I'll do that. So, yes, so I was just going through the chakras um, to show the solar and lunar channels, and I just finished with the eye chakra, which is our thinker. But and we need to balance the 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 whole picture thinking of the right brain with the detailed focus thinking of the left brain to to be at our best. So, in the chakra system, you're bringing those two sides of yourself into balance um so i think that's all i have to say about the two channels i'll go on to the cultural question so so if you're imagine that everybody uh, as adults has got certain chakras that are pretty prominent and others that are less prominent and in societies you can get or even within societies groups within societies you can get situations where a certain chakra is prominent a good example is is um a football match now at a football match you've got people feeling good or not depending if they're winning or losing um but there is a very strong tribal consciousness in a football match and tribal consciousness comes from our sacral chakra our inner child where we learn that we belong to this family and then we learn we belong to this school and then this nation and so we're identified tribally um in that in that period of our lives and that's why football is such pleasure because people get in touch with their inner child when it's going well and even when it's not at least they're with their fellow fans and and experiencing something shared and tribal so that's an example of the sacral chakra having being dominant in those situations um there are spiritual communities that tend to be focused on the heart chakra that there's there's um the heart chakra is opens us up to the spiritual level at a, at a higher level there's the crown chakra where we become awakened and um completely non-dual consciousness but so few people arrive at that that the, the way to get there is through the heart chakra 
And then there, you get artistic communities where there are painters or sculptors and or you get performance-oriented communities. So, and, and they would be throat chakra communities. And with the eye chakra, one of the strongest communities there would be an, a, a, a university or, or even a school, you know, that the lecturers and university people would tend to have very strong eye chakras. So that would be a prominent chakra in, in a university, for example. So this gives you an idea of some of the different ways that we form uh, cultural groups with prominent chakras. There are negative sides to this, of course. I mean, if that football fan base starts to become violent to the opposing side, that's a negative out, you know, experience of the sacral chakra and of course that's the sort of thing that will happen with religious wars whether they happened hundreds of years ago or still are happening today um, it's, it's identification with your authority figures because the child needs authority figures and the authority figures will be the religious leaders so, so there are ways in which we have these different cultural expressions of our chakras. And that's why I said in the West, we have a dominant solar plexus chakra and it's dominant on the solar masculine channel. So there's a dominant focus on aspiration, individual achievement, career, and not enough. We've noticed in this pandemic, not enough attention given to to making sure our health systems are working really well, everyone's taken care of. That's the lunar channel of the solar plexus chakra. But to truly solve this pandemic and other problems, we have to move from the solar plexus achievement, aspirational consciousness through to the heart chakra, where we experience a global awareness. Well, that really illustrates then how we are all part of this World Wide Web. You have different diagrams and charts throughout the book that really help to illustrate the different chakras, how to work with them, and the exercises. And there's one specific color chart that really does show the physical all the way to the spiritual level that each chakra encompasses. Can you talk about the five different levels of the chakras in terms of how they they, they radiate from the body all the way to consciousness, which is what ties us to everyone else. I'm sorry, I'm, not, I'm, I'm struggling to know which, which, uh, which one I'm you talking, mean. Um, location, stage of life, psychological and psychic and oh, spiritual levels, the levels. I see, I see, I've got you, yeah. Yeah, so, so every chakra has got, it, it's... In our subtle body, clairvoyance can see chakras, but most of us can't. And it's because we have a subtle body that interpenetrates the physical body. And that subtle body is our consciousness. It's, it's an aspect, the physical body is an aspect of our consciousness, a sort of materialized part of our consciousness. Um, and so um, the physical we have a physical level to the chakras and then the psychological level, which is the level I've mainly talked about going through with the inner animal and the inner child. But then beyond that, we have a psychic level of all of the chakras. And um, 
the, the base chakra at that psychic level is just drawing energy from the earth into the system. But at the second chakra, the, the psychic level is where we become clairaudient. And a lot of people actually are clairaudient. It's where we pick up each other's feelings. We can tell if we're maybe sitting in a train and the person next to us is feeling miserable. We can almost feel it ourselves. And that's our clairaudience. That's the sensory clair psychic awareness of the sacral chakra. And then with the solar plexus chakra, the um, psychic level of that chakra is where we move energy around because the, the solar plexus chakra is, is our practical thinker. It's where we write the jobs list for the day or it's where we think, right, I've done enough hard work. I'm going to have some fun now. I'm going to look after my inner child or I'm going to paint a picture or I'm going to read a book. The, it's the solar plexus chakra that decides those things. So it's a very powerful chakra and it moves the energy around the body. And the next chakra, the heart chakra, is where we experience that deep compassion, that deep sense of at oneness with other people. Um, it, it's, it's, it's where people start to look like their pets. You know, you see somebody with a dog and you think, that person looks awfully like their dog. There's such closeness between them that they somehow come to look alike. It, you feel so at one with another person. And then the throat chakra is where we experience clear audience. That's where we hear messages or we see written messages um, uh, that tell or we just get get a verbal sort of knowing of, of what is important about it. it would be the sort of thing where the telephone rings and you know the person who's going to be on the other end you've picked up their message already you've got their name that would be clear audience and then the eye chakra which is the chakra of perception of clear seeing it's the clairvoyance where you get images and pictures and the crown chakra is knowing where you, you it's beyond all these sensory types of psychic ability it's just a knowingness um, so the, those are the psychic levels and then I'll just quickly go through the spiritual levels uh, again the base chakra and the crown chakra are, are receiving energy that they're at the spiritual level, the, but the sacral chakra is where we store karma from previous lifetimes. The name for this chakra, the Sanskrit name, is the home of the self, and it's where we build our basic personality as a child, but it's also affected by what we've brought through from other lifetimes. And, that, and that's the, so it's the home of our karma and our personality. And then the, the solar plexus chakra, um, at the spiritual level, um, it becomes the servant of spirit. For when we're growing up, it, it's serving ourselves. We're saying, I want to be like this. I want to become a doctor. I want to do this or the other. But as we evolve into a spiritual awareness of the world, the, sacral, the solar plexus chakra is there organizing our spiritual development in that sense of moving the energy into the right place. I'm going to meditate now or I'm going to do this work because I know it's the right thing to do for, for, for the spirit level. The throat chakra is, 
inspirational. Sometimes it's where people can have a peak experience. Somebody might be a performer and they, they do this dance and they come away and they say, I don't know how that happened. It just happened without me trying. And it's an absolutely superb performance. And it, it's it's called a peak experience where it's the inspirational flow just seems to take over the performance. And the uh, another way it's described with speakers is when you get your big voice and the, you, you speak in a way you don't quite know where the words are coming from, but they're just coming out of you because you know this is what needs to be said next. And then... Uh in, Glenn, I think we've run out of time, and okay. unfortunately, they're not going to get the rest of it, which means they have to go it's, get well, the book. It's, it's, <laughs> right, okay. Fine. Yeah, so pick up your copy of Chakra Healing Therapy, Awaken Spiritual Energies and Heal Emotional Wounds. It is a jam-packed guide that truly will support you in empowering yourself and understanding how you can work with your own energy and do the work to... Uh, balance your channels in order to live your best life. You can find out more at glenpark.uk. That's glenpark.uk. Again, the name of the book is Chakra Healing Therapy. And while you're at it, order her other one, The Art of Changing. Thank you, Glenn, for being on 1111 Talk Radio. Until next week, I am Simran, in love, of love, with love, and as love. Be well. Thank you for opening your mind to a new reality, your heart to greater compassion, and your experience of aliveness with 1111 Talk Radio. Join host Simron next Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern Time to step through the gateway of conscious living here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Remember, you are not on the journey. You are the journey.